you already know Stephanie Zunino. She's hiding over here. Um, but this is this is our graduation Sunday, and we've got some graduates that we want to honor. And so, um, man, you don't want to hear from me about that. So I'm going to turn it over to somebody much wiser and smarter than I am. Come on, you know it's true. Can y'all give Miss Stephanie a humongous <laughs> gathering welcome? Very, feel very Britney Spears right now. It's great. Well, uh, if we could have our graduates, as I call your name, um, come forward. We've got a little gift for you, and it's like 75% candy. I know you're excited. We do have some college graduates and some high school graduates, and we're going to honor everybody this morning. Um, and so I'd like to start with Adam Hatley, if he's here. Yeah, there you are. Woo! Adam is, has just graduated from Southern Evangelical Seminary with a Bachelor of Arts in Religious Studies, and his plans are to continue to pursue the call of ministry from God. And can I just, I'm just going to brag on Adam for just a second. He didn't ask me to say this, but he is one of our youth leaders. We do have a few youth activities that we do here at the gathering for 6th or 12th grade, and Adam has been invaluable to me. I could not do what I do with the teens without Adam and without Jerry. Go, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Um, so just, you know, he is really this amazing man of God who I'm so excited that I get to work with personally. And uh, he is really speaking into the lives of our teens and also doing a lot of really awesome stuff here around the gathering while he is looking for the plan from God for his life. So, yay, Adam. <laughs> and... We have uh, Jessica Davis is one of our graduates, and she is actually, I think, coming to second service, unless she's here. No? Okay. Second service. So Jessica is, uh, she has actually gotten her high school diploma from homeschool and is also graduating with an associate of science from Stanley Community College at the same time. She's an overachiever. Her post-graduation plans are she is, uh, she's going to go to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, so make sure you give her... A good high five, fist bump. I know there's some rivalries here, but love, right? Our next graduate is Megan Donahue, who plays the keys ever so sweetly. (laughs) Megan is graduating from Carolina Christian School with her high school diploma. And she, uh, for her post-graduation plans, she has an internship in Iowa at a church to become a worship leader. So that's really cool. And she had a couple of things uh, that we were asked to just share because we're super proud of her. Um, she's gotten a few awards. She has been awarded the first Timothy 4.12 and Acts 1.9 awards. Those are two awards that are Christian Leadership Awards. She's also received an English Department Award, which is the highest English award achievable in the department. And she graduated magna cum laude. Wow. Woo. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Then we have Samantha Louder, who is one of our college graduates. She is <laughs> She's graduating with an Associate of Applied Science degree in Radiology from Stanley Community College. And her post-college uh, pursuits are she wants to pursue an x-ray tech job locally. And one day she hopes to be certified in mammography. She also has some achievements. She graduated with honors and also received a few scholarships, um, one for three years from the Stanley Regional Hospital and also two Heritage Endowed Scholarships through uh, Stanley Community College and also Stanley Funeral Home. So, congratulations, Samantha. 
And last, but certainly not least, we have Bradley Thompson joining us from Albemarle High School. And in case you were wondering, from the BDUs, he has joined the United States Army. So Bradley is going to be leaving for basic training on August 2nd. Uh, he is a three-year veteran of the West Stanley High School Air Force Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps, and he has finished with 14 ribbons and 40-plus hours of community service, which is awesome. And any of y'all who know uh, anything about kind of military traditions, he's actually received two challenge coins, one presented by uh, an Army Sergeant Major for joining the military, and the second one was given to him by a Special Forces Green Beret for never giving up. And his biggest accomplishment, which I am so proud of this kid, he's worked so hard, and I had the privilege of helping him with just a teeny tiny little bit of this. Um, he studied so hard to pass the ASVAB. Oh man, he took it like five times and improved his score from a 14 to a 32. That's awesome. We are so proud of all of our graduates, um, and we are just uh, so excited to see what God has for you guys. And I know, I think, Bradley, you wanted to share a few things with the church, wherever that microphone went. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Test. Oh, is this on? Okay. Uh, I didn't <laughs> know if it was on or not. Um, so, if you guys don't know me, my name's Bradley Thompson. Uh, I'm a uh, three-year veteran from the uh, West Stanley AFGR AFGRTC um, at West Stanley High School. Um, it's a military program that the uh, that West Stanley offers uh, anybody that's you know goes to Stanley County Schools that wants to take it. Um, it's really uh, the the last three years I've been in. It's really changed my life. Um, I'm not the same person who I once was walking in through the doors. Um, I'm forever thankful for my program. It's made me uh, who I am today. I have a lot more respect um, for, for, for not only for my sergeants and my majors, but also just people in general. Um, it's just put me in a different mindset and has just given me a whole lot of confidence uh, just to, to accomplish things. Um, as Stephanie was telling you guys, the ASVAB has been one of the, the most toughest things for me. I'm, I don't really do good on tests, but uh, you know, working hard and never giving up is one thing I can tell anybody is I don't care what your goal is out there. If you want it, go accomplish it, because you can do anything you put your mind to. Mom always told me that when I was a little kid, and even though she's not here today, she would still be proud of me and say, hey, that's my kid. He never gave up. So if that's one thing I can leave you with, you guys, just keep that in mind. I, I will tell you that you can do it, do it. Especially you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Thank you. Let's just hear it one more time for all of our graduates. Man, what an exciting time for, for all of our graduates, whether you're graduating from high school or college, like it is a huge achievement. Uh, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but and honestly, I already asked you this question in an email this week trying to prepare for tonight, or tonight, this morning. You know, what are you doing after graduation? That seems like it's the constant question that graduates are asked all the time. Uh, along with, but not limited to, what college are you going to? What do you want to major in? Uh, what do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? 
And all of these questions express an expectation. They expect you to have a plan, and frankly, not all of us are ready to answer all of those questions right away when they're asked. Unfortunately for some of us who don't have answers to these questions, uh, these plan-oriented questions don't really go away whenever you get older. They just kind of change and morph into different questions. Some of the questions that I've gotten as I've gotten out of the graduation phase are, you know, are you seeing anyone? When are you getting married? That was a great one. I loved that one. It was fabulous. The, ne the new one um, for some of us is, when are you having kids? Or for me, when are you having more kids? No, thank you. I have two. <laughs> We're good. What are your career goals? Do you want to be a stay-at-home mom? Uh, when are you buying a house? When are you buying a car? So all of these questions we get, we continually get throughout our lives, are always trying to push us back to this idea that you have to have a plan. You have to have a direction. You have to know where you're going. Before I go any further, I do want to make this one disclaimer because I feel like this is very important. Don't buy into the lie that you have to have everything figured out today. Shout out to some of my 11th graders who I've already had this conversation with. <laughs> you are not a failure if you can't answer some of these questions. There are people in the middle of their life who may have thought that they had the answers or they had a direction that somebody else gave them and they just went and did it and now they're stuck in jobs that they hate and they feel like their job title defines their entire life. What you do for the next four years or the first job that you get after high school or college is not the job that defines your life. It is not the thing that defines who you are. And if you are that person who maybe is stuck in a job that you hate, that goes for you too. You're not defined by the job that you have now or by the choices that you made in life along the way to make ends meet. So when people ask us these plan-oriented questions, the thing they neglect to tell you is that life rarely looks the way that you plan. Uh, I am steadily approaching 30. I'm just going to say that, leave that there. Steadily approaching 30. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. It's hard for me. Uh, <laughs> and so you look back, you know, I, I've looked back at the plans that I made when I was 17, 18, graduating high school, and it is laughable. Like, whew. Not at all what I thought my life was going to be. Um, and maybe that's the same for you. You know, life can look a lot different than we picture it as we're looking forward when, instead when we're looking back. So to give you a little bit about my story, um, I, from a very young age, I think I was three years old, I was unapologetic in my desire to be a dentist. That was the stuff. Every plan that I made really included graduating from NYU Dental School, high aspirations. Uh, in high school, I adjusted the plan to include the Air Force because I was a JROTC cadet, and it was hugely part of my high school experience. And so I adjusted my plan to include uh, negotiating a contract in college through the ROTC program of whatever school I ended up for undergrad. To, and so to negotiate that contract to include dental school, that would allow me to be an Air Force dentist. It's like, from, from a planning standpoint, that sounds like a pretty solid plan, 
Like, I felt good about it. Unfortunately for me, it was not the plan that God had for my life. Uh, After a, a crazy series of events, I finally asked God if, you know, the plan that I had laid out for myself was the right one, and he gave me a whole lot of nope. Um, so, I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody else. <laughs> uh, this, the summer that I graduated high school, I ran into some people that um, worked at Mount Shepherd Retreat Center and found out that they had a counselor who needed two weeks for a substitute to come in. And so I ended up being this substitute counselor. Never did I want to work with young people. Never crossed my mind. So I went to kind of hang out with these friends and... Uh, God really revealed to me that there was a plan. And after the first week of camp, I I felt very strongly that there was a plan, but I did not feel very strongly, uh, or not, I did not feel ready to ask what that plan was because I was worried that it was going to be not what you figured out for yourself. So once I figured out that God had a plan, uh, it was the end of the week, the first week, and I was scheduled to go to Clemson's orientation and uh, couldn't make friends with anyone in my major, which was really uncomfortable. I also happened to find out that all of my extracurricular activities that I had enjoyed so much in high school uh, and I planned to continue to do in college would not fit in with my class schedule and labs. So if I wanted to be a biology major at Clemson University, that was pretty much going to be it. Uh, <laughs> there would be no after-school activities for me, really. Um, which really made me very uncomfortable. Again, I just the whole experience was uncomfortable for me. I was also going to have to take out substantial loans to cover the cost of the out-of-state tuitions, even though I had lots of scholarships. And this was just a fun, weird thing for me. Uh, We had a bunch of scholarship checks that I had already been given. And so when we were at orientation, my mom and I walked down to the bursar's office at Clemson, and we tried to hand them money. They wouldn't take it. (laughs) Weird. So I kind of started to panic just a little bit, just a little bit. But the next week when I came back after orientation, I felt so at peace while I was at camp. And the friends that I made there were actually mostly Pfeiffer University religion majors uh, who encouraged me to pray to God asking about my calling, and God answered that with a call to youth ministry. Long story short, God had been working in me about this calling for the last few years. I had gone to a JROTC camp, actually, for two summers at Pfeiffer and fell in love with the campus, but was told that it wouldn't be the best option to prep for dental school. I remember when this, when I finally accepted my call to youth ministry, which, <laughs> great for my family, was two weeks before the move-in date to Clemson. <laughs> Woo. Yep. Um, it was just, it was really not the best timing, <laughs> I don't think. It was very difficult for my, my family to see this drastic change and to really get behind this and not say, like, you are freaking out and you just need to calm down and that's why you're, you know, going over to this weird, whatever this youth ministry thing is. Uh, so totally understand their reactions. <laughs> but it was, it was two weeks before the moving date. But many colleges wouldn't even consider you for enrollment at that point. Uh, I spoke with a friend at my church, and she looked at me and said, if this really is your calling, God will clear the path for you. 
So I applied on a Monday, but would have to send a check via snail mail for the application fee, because uh, I didn't have a credit card. I called the school, worried that they wouldn't process my application. They said, ah, don't worry about it, we'll go ahead and process it. And so then I set up a meeting with some of the people at Pfeiffer for Wednesday of that week, where they told me that I was accepted, that I was going to have a financial aid packet that would only require me to pay $375 for my first year. And the, fun little aside, they also waived my application fee. <laughs> so that made me feel really good. Um, I also found out that I could double major in biology and youth ministry, which I did to appease my family at the time. But four years later, I graduated with only a youth ministry degree, because let me tell you, those are not compatible majors. Nothing overlaps. <laughs> I then immediately went on with the uh, understanding that I was going to be in full-time ministry, and I accepted a job as a director of Christian education at a church. And then a few years later, ended up being an administrative assistant at a wellness company in Charlotte. I was then promoted to a project coordinator at that same wellness company in Charlotte. And now, I am a stay-at-home mom who is going to begin teaching, part-time teaching, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade science. <laughs> Woo! So, six years later, that biology stuff is starting to come into play, right? <laughs> so... I don't know if any of you have a similar story, uh, but nothing went the way I planned after high school. And even after college, the vision that I had for my life was totally different from what has actually happened in the last several years. Through all the twists and turns, I've learned how important trust is. <laughs> God has cleared the path for me on so many occasions. The life I picked for myself sounded really appealing at the time, but I wouldn't trade the life that I have now for anything in the world. For those of you who maybe feel the same way, where you're like, whew, I had a plan, didn't happen. You know, I don't know if you would change how you did things or what your plan was, but I wouldn't. Graduates, if you only take one thing away from this message, please know that you have a unique calling on your life. It may not be summarized in a question like, what are you doing after graduation? Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You are not defined by a job, by a major, or by an occupation. You are defined by the Holy Spirit that lives within you. Now, some of us might find that so freeing, and that's great. Those super type A personalities in the room may have heard me say, don't bother planning anything, and that causes you great anxiety. <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> but let me explain. Planning is not a bad thing. Having a plan is not a bad thing. It's good to have a direction for your life. Just make sure that God is a part of that direction. The big idea today is though the path may seem uncertain, God's plan is not. Though the path may seem uncertain, God's plan is not. While God is in control, we don't just sit back and do nothing with our lives. But what do we do? First and foremost, love God. 
We're told in Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You can't go wrong focusing on how to better love the Lord. If that's your only focus, if that's the only thing that you do, you are looking in the right direction. God will work for the good in your life. The next thing that we want to just keep in mind is that we need to hear God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Everybody hears God differently. The way that God speaks to me is totally different from the way that God speaks to Adam or Jerry. So we need to be aware of how God speaks to us. And if you're not aware of how God speaks to you, start by listening for God in prayer. Spend time in scripture and surround yourself with godly people who can counsel you while you're trying to find your direction. When we do these things, we can gain wisdom and know God's plan for our lives. God will give you the next step when you seek to live your life according to his will. The one that I learned so well is that you have to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 is one of my favorite verses, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways follow him, and he will keep your path straight. Sometimes it might seem like the path is hard or is foggy or we don't really feel comfortable with it. But the Lord will guide you along that path. And why do we trust the Lord? You know, he has a path for us, but I don't know, right? So Jeremiah 29, 11, which you may be familiar with, tells us that God has good plans for us. So it's okay to trust in those plans because God does have good plans for our lives. And finally, we need to follow God. 1 John 2, 17 says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Once you've found your path, don't hesitate to take it. Our accomplishments are fleeting, but God's plans are eternal. Don't worry so much about the title that you achieve or the money that you make, because you're only going to have that for a very short period of time. You don't have to start waiting. You don't have to wait to start working for eternity. I feel like it's hard to follow God a lot of the time because we doubt the path. We doubt the motive. We doubt what we see, and we're not sure if we're really hearing what we're supposed to hear. One of my favorite Old Testament people is Gideon. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gideon, but he is uh, discussed heavily in the book of Judges, chapter 6. And particularly starting in verse 36, uh, he goes in this kind of banter back and forth with God about uh, what he is supposed to be doing. And he's not really 100% sure that he's hearing God and that God is who God says that he is and that he is supposed to go and free the Israelites from the rule of the Midianites. And so he's like, all right, if you are who you say you are and I am supposed to do what you're telling me to do, I'm going to lay some fleece on the floor outside. And in the morning, I'm going to come out, and if the fleece is wet but the ground is dry, I'll know 
that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so the next morning he got up and he like squeezed the fleece. All this water came out, but the ground around it is dry. Well, now this is, this really speaks to my life because then instead of just going and doing, he was like, all right, just in case, (laughs) let's do this again. We're going to do it backwards. (laughs) So now I want the ground to be wet and the fleece to be dry. See you tomorrow. (laughs) And so he goes, and that's exactly what happens. The ground is wet, the fleece is dry, and then he goes on to follow the Lord and to be one of the, the great judges that we hear about in the book of Judges in the Old Testament that frees the Israelites from, from bondage and slavery. The thing that I take away from this is that he kept going back to God. He didn't just say, I don't feel like this is really for me. He didn't kind of wonder about if this was really the right thing to do. He just went back to God and was like, all right, I'm having doubts. This is what we're going to do about it. And he prayed very specifically, and he kept going back. And so as you are looking for the direction for your life, have that Gideon attitude Keep going back to God. Graduates, we're so excited for you. You have accomplished so much in the short period of time that you've been in school. God has such an amazing plan for your life, and my prayer for you is that in 20 years, you're going to look back and be able to see God's hand guiding you and guiding your steps. You've already positively impacted the world, all of you. And we're excited to walk alongside you as you continue the journey. For those of you who are sitting here and maybe life looks a little different from what you planned whenever you graduated or when you started your first job, let me ask you a few questions. Did you choose the path that God had for you? Did you ask about that path? If you did, celebrate it. It is so great to be on the right path. And also use that story to reach other people for Christ. There are so many young people, so many just people in general that need guidance and need people who have had the opportunity to walk along the path and help find their way to their path. If you didn't choose God's path, or maybe you haven't asked what that path is, it's not too late. You are never too old. You're never too far along in a career or too far off the path to receive God's perfect will for your life. He wants you to live your best life, and he knows what that life is. I encourage you to pray for guidance, to seek biblical counsel, and spend time in scripture. God's plans are so much better than our own, and it's never too late to serve the living God. So as we close, I would like to just pray for our graduates, and if you all would continue to pray for our graduates as they go out into the world, we as the church, I would just love to support, uh, support our graduates and, and continue to lift them up and surround them in prayer. Um, and also... We just want to pray for those of you who maybe need to find your direction. We all need that. We all need that guidance from the Lord. So we're going to pray uh, just for our graduates and then also for those of us who need a revelation that God will reveal that to our lives.
Holy God, we just thank you so much for the blessing that these graduates are in our lives and in our church and in our community. God, we just pray that they continue to seek you, that they continue to gain wisdom, and that they follow the path that you have for them. God, for those of us who are sitting here and we're not really sure what our plan is, we just pray that you reveal the plan in a clear way, one way that is undeniable, and that we can just look to you and say, this is what I am meant to do. We know that the purposes for our lives may not be a career, but it may be the way that we interact and impact the lives of the people that we're around. So God, we just pray that you show us who we are supposed to impact, how we are supposed to carry ourselves. And Lord, we thank you for your wisdom, for your love that surrounds us daily, and also the grace that you've bestowed on us, that we are able to walk tall and just not only receive the grace, but also give grace to others. God, we thank you so much for all of these opportunities. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.